Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a book, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. With a fresh new song MJ Network will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Good evening everyone, this is Fran Lewis And this is so exciting, Rachel and Michael are here, and we're going to talk about their new song, I Believe in You, and I really think everybody should go on YouTube and download it a couple of times, because this is great. So welcome back, and I'm so glad you're here. You just made my day better. Thank you, Thank you Fran. We're excited to be here. So my first question is, here it is. What is the premise or messages behind this song? I listened to it quite a number of times today. So, and before creating your videos and song, how do you decide and get inspired to create the themes? And the pictures are perfect. I mean, I, I watched, read it, so, listened to it so many times. I just feel like I have it memorized. <laughs> well, there's kind of a twofold answer to the um, mm-hmm. what the what the message is. Um, one part of the message is that we're expressing our faith because we, with any everything that we've been through, God always comes through for us. And uh, as, as long as we stay faithful and pray and ask for guidance, um, he's just constantly coming through for us and things just constantly work out. And we definitely feel his presence and that he's here with us and he, he's guiding us in all that we do. And we, the other um, message is that people can reach out to him and ask the same and have the same guidance and feel the same peace with him in their lives. And um, So, like, if there's times in our lives when you might sit and pray or you might wonder, is God hearing you, is he mm-hmm. listening to your prayer, that the times that he doesn't answer prayer... It might be where you're going through a rough time, or those are the times that we go through the fire and we come out stronger through the other side, which is challenging for people to hear. But there's a Isaiah 48:10 says, "Behold, I have refined you, not as silver; I have tried you in the furnace of affliction." And what he's saying is that God's going to allow us to go through hard times to build our character and our faith in Him, mm. and like when you put silver or gold through the fire. It takes out the impurities. Yes. Yeah. So when you go through a hard time, it takes out that want mm-hmm. for sinfulness. It takes it gives you strength to be even even stronger through that fire. And then afterwards you realize that you can walk with God. It and it hardens you it hardens you to deal with this world of sin that we live in. Mm. It gives you that honor do, to be able to deal with it. No, I understand. And there are days I just get up and I go, do I have the strength to do this today? Do I have the strength to come over, whatever? And then I realize I do because I won't give up, ever. So you yeah, have to, I, 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 you know, Rachel and I like to reflect on, you know, past mm-hmm. events, things that mm-hmm. happened that we thought back then that it, we wouldn't get through it and, you know, and when you start to reflect on those and you see I did get through it and I learned from it and it made me stronger, mm-hmm. it helps when things come up to to make them that much easier to get through because you realize you have a strength inside, especially the strength that God gives. Because we have the mm. spirit of God inside of us. That's that strength that we have inside of us. We just have to realize that we are worthy enough, we are strong enough, we do have it inside of us. And to believe that God is there with us at all times. So the song, I Believe in You, is reclaiming and proclaiming Mm -hmm. that we have that belief and faith in God, in Jesus, that they're there with us at all times. 
This this question means a lot to me. The second one, how do the frames of the people in them help to understand their sadness turning to hope? Because sometimes you just feel like the whole world is, you know, on your head and you can't even handle it. You just want to sit down in the middle of the floor and cry and scream. So how do these, how do the frames show that their sadness turns to hope? And that's that's yeah. an important part. Yeah. It's about this moment of a turning point, mm. right? You had mentioned, sweetheart, Michael, you had mentioned that it's the difference between watching a movie or reading a book, that the images that we share in this video, it's showing that people can face adversity and overcome it. And we can talk through some of the clips for the video, but you want, yeah. Yeah, when, when you listen to the music, um, and you listen to the words and, the, and the, you listen to mm-hmm. the music itself, it, it creates a feeling inside you. And when you match it with the video, I think it mm-hmm. enhances the overall feeling that you get from the music. Mm-hmm. When you match mm-hmm. up that video, you know. So we look for video clips that will match the feeling that we're trying to portray when we're, you know, in the lyrics. In the, yeah, in the lyrics of the song. So here's an example. So we have a few clips that we could talk about that we were thinking about the other night. So mm-hmm. the, in the very beginning of the video, there's a child running to her father's mm-hmm. office, right? Mm-hmm. And it talks about believing and trusting, and it meant I believe in you, right? The main curl mm-hmm. So trusting is, is this message, security that children have with their father, and our mm-hmm. ultimate father is God. And the, having the faith to trust somebody is where it starts. Having faith like a child requires us to put aside our own will, to have faith in God's word. And this way, our opinions or misconceptions don't get in the way of trusting Christ wholeheartedly with that childlike faith, which it speaks of in the Bible. Another clip. Another clip is the um, the woman climbing the mountain. You had asked us mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. and you know we we hit peaks and valleys in our life all the time. And when we hit that valley, we have to climb back up to the top. And we find you know we find that strength in God to do so. Um, with without Him. You know, going solo is pretty difficult. You know, but with God, it's like He's that rope to help us to get out, get back to the top. Yeah. There's two other clips we wanted to talk about too. So the second to last one is there's a man that's talking in a group with people, and he has those wings that come from behind him uh-huh. in the video. So what uh-huh. that's trying to represent is that people can see your spirit. So when you're in conversation with people and you're speaking from a loving, trusting place, when they can see the spirit of God in you and it can have a healing power and it can ignite the spirit in others around you. So that's part of what that clip is. And then there's one other that's very powerful. Um, That's actually Michael's favorite phrase in the Bible. It goes back to Ephesians, which many people might know about. The the form of God. There's a clip. There's a clip of a gentleman defeating a beast, and it's, mm-hmm. it's in reference to it's in reference to David and Goliath when uh, uh-huh. David beats the giant. And um, basically, that part is a reminder that if we put on the full armor of God, if we arm ourselves with God's word that and his, his in our faith that we can fight the evils of this world and get through anything. And the thing is, is that that big beast of Goliath, that could be Mm -hmm. worries that we have, that could be anxieties that we have, that doesn't have to necessarily Mm -hmm. be a physical person. It could be just these things that are happening in our life or even in the world. I mean, the world is not heaven. We are not living in heaven. And it's very challenging to go through life period, but when you have God in your life, it makes it a little bit makes easier. easier yes. You know, well, I think as human beings, when we, we have mm-hmm. problems that arise, if it's one after another, 
it, it like builds into this huge ball. This, you know, like when you throw a little snowball down a hill and it starts to gather, mm. and then next mm. thing you know, you see this huge mound of snow coming at you. I think we have a tendency to take in these problems and to build them up together instead of taking care of them one at a time and seeing that we can get through each mm-hmm. of them. We build them all together, and it becomes this giant snowball, and, we, and we're it's like I want to run from this, you know. <laughs> But when we when we go through God and He He points out to us, it's just this, it's just that, you know, that it makes it more feasible to get through. It makes it easier, and you know, so, um, and that's where your faith comes in 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 Him that He will be there and help. Um, So when you break it down into single singular problems, then you get through them one at a time and. That way you don't wind up with this giant snowball that you're running away from. <laughs> yeah, well, people get overwhelmed so easily, and that's something yeah. that I'm I'm learning slowly, that you take one thing at a time that I'm going through or one thing that somebody asks and take it one at a time and do it calmly and nicely and politely, and sometimes it's not so easy, but I do. And you just answered four of my questions, by the way. Not a problem, because <laughs> um, I had those underlined. The one, the one that I I constantly tell um, my niece, um, Aiden's mother, and she, I'm, I'm one of the few people she loves, thank God. And yeah, she, I said, you cry at night, but you stand up to fight, and you won't fall. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be fine. And I know that that you have the faith in you to do it. And what they've been doing is, my poems are all on Facebook. They've been reading them to him. While he was in a coma. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, and they said that he heard it, and then when he got up, he said, "Hi, this thing really blank blank hurts." And they said, "Did you hear in you know your aunt's He heard everything that I said. So I sent him another mm-hmm. message today. Every couple of days, I write something, and they better read it because he, I can't talk to him yet. <laughs> so it makes me feel like I'm doing something to give him the courage that he's going to make it. So yeah. the one thing about the, the 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 title has powerful messages from sadness, all the frames, all the visual individual journeys that each person shares in the words of the song, and they're actually they they make blend so well. How does their hope drive them upward, and how would you explain this? Because I was listening today, and I'm going like, yeah, I feel better after that. I understand that better now. I understand why I can I can do this better. How does that help people understand that they can they can make it too? I think being able to show some of these examples through the frames, through the mm. visuals, gives mm-hmm. people an idea of what's possible. So you can see people overcoming within the video, and you can hear mm-hmm. in those in the words that are supportive. But also, our song we we hope that when people listen to it it brings a curiosity to go and read the Bible because the word is a living yeah. thing. Just like you talked about your poems when they are spoken to your, your nephew and that he's hearing you, that the words are making a difference. Words can hurt and words can heal. Mm-hmm. And it's what God gave us the ability to speak as human beings. So listening to the song makes people curious Go into the Bible, read some of these phrases that we're speaking of, like Ephesians, like the full armor of God. We are all warriors in this world. We are all kings and queens, and we are given this armor, but we need to put it on. And we need to be reminded to put it on. And we need to be reminded that God is with us. And our songs hopefully help to remind people that you have this armor. Put it on. There's, there's two, yeah, there's two hopes that we have when we write our mm-hmm. music. One is that people get a hunger for God's word so that they can build a relationship with him and get, be closer to him. And the other <clears throat> is to understand that when you when you try to go through life at, solo and you try to do everything on your own, mm. there's, sometimes it's just impossible. You You need help somehow, somewhere. And having God in your life, you have a constant help, helping hand. So you're never alone when you're with him. Yeah, and it's also, 
you know, the mental discipline that you were talking about earlier of mm-hmm. taking a time to calm down, to do things one thing at a time, like you mentioned, Michael, mm-hmm. that doesn't come easily when you're accustomed to controlling everything that your day mm-hmm. is going to be. You have to decide and make the decisions for your future and your life and your success. Mm-hmm. But the creator of it all, the father of everything, our Lord, our God, he's the one who knows your steps before you. He's the one who knows your desires before you. He created your heart. He created your soul. So when you're worried that things are out of control, when you pray to him and ask him for guidance, he sees the end. He sees from the beginning to the end. People may have heard from the alpha to the omega. So now and forevermore, when you bring him in your life, he can help you and say and guide you. Now, he can't tell us what to do because we have free will. And you don't want somebody to tell you what to do, then you have some regret or you don't Mm -hmm. like that they're telling you what to do. So God is a very loving, compassionate God. He says in the Bible he loves us with all his heart, that we are precious to him. So he's going to help guide us in the right direction, but ultimately it's our choice. And we're just here to tell people to choose God and to choose his way because his way is better than any way we can think of. And we hope this song helps to, to celebrate that. That when you sing this song and you read the words that you're celebrating mm-hmm. your love for God, you're proclaiming that you believe in him. I'm going to send this one. I sent this to my friend, um, the girl that does my nails, because she gets anxiety every day. And she'll call me mm-hmm. up and she'll say, I can't handle it. I said, yes, you can. I said, mm-hmm. you can. Just take it one thing at a time. I said, and I'm always here. You could call me and complain and yell, whatever. I said, but having anxiety and getting nervous for no reason doesn't help. So I played mm-hmm. the song for her in the hairdresser, and I'm going to make her listen to more of your songs because she goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> and I think one day during the week she does. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. she does. And I said to her, you know, you really get overwhelmed by nothing. Because she lives in a place that's all her way herself, but yet my hairdresser picks her up all the time. When her son doesn't come, I said, why don't you read a book? Why don't you do something? Why don't you do something for yourself that you would never do? So she finally took a walk in her neighborhood to meet people. I said, just be careful. So this, this, this question says, each frame tells a journey that's right. Which is the one that you think is the most powerful of all. And I have the song in front of me if you want to play it. I have it in five places on my phone. Mm-hmm. I would say the most powerful is mm-hmm. the ending of the song. Um, uh-huh. Because the ending of the song shows uh, the tomb of Jesus, and it shows that he, he has risen. So it shows the fulfillment of the prophecy that uh, our Savior will rise and will that he said the Messiah came, that he's yeah. here for us, and that we have an mm-hmm. opportunity from his sacrifice, from Jesus' sacrifice, to have eternal life in God's kingdom if we believe. That, that, is, that is so perfect. You have no idea. Do you want me to play this song, or do you want to sing this song, or do you want me to do it so people could hear it? Oh, yeah, you should play it. That would be wonderful. And the thing that we've done differently with this song is this song has 24 individual tracks of different Mm -hmm. instrumentation, and we've never had a song. Our prior songs had a little less tracks, but this one is very robust in the production side, so we hope people appreciate that. I can hear that in the sound. Okay, here we go. Hopefully my my, my thing is going to... I'm going to let me raise the sound.
You know something? I feel like I was in the song with them, and, and on each frame. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It, it it really it really says a lot. And sometimes when I feel that everything is down, and I look up at the sky and I talk to God, and I get a warm feeling, I know He hears me. It, it's 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 yeah. amazing. Yeah. But as I was listening to the song, I just felt the chills as I was reading, listening to it and watching the frames, especially the one with the wings. It's really too bad that people don't understand that, that he's there and they, do, they don't understand how important it is to believe in themselves. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing to change. Yes, it is. It comes, it, it starts from, I think, not feeling worthy or not believing it or the yeah. cynicism because of the world that we live in. But your faith for God is, separate from the world, you know, that we don't live in, in heaven. We're separated from God right now, but we can be tethered to him. This is something that Michael has shared with mm-hmm. our faith. Can you explain, Michael, the tethering? You know, God, God doesn't go anywhere. Um, the, the, only, the only way that we can separate from God is to walk away mm-hmm. from him or, or to keep ourselves separate from him and you know, when we seek him out and we find him and we worship him, we praise him and we speak with him and make him part of our life, then we're tethered to him by our, our spirit. So no matter how far we wander off, we're always tethered to him. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about before uh, free will. So mm-hmm. he'll always be there for, for us and help guide us. That could be helping to change somebody's heart by guiding the other person's heart. He can bring people to you that maybe weren't there before. He can help inspire your choices. Ultimately, it's our choice. Yeah. But he doesn't stop being there in those ways. Yeah, there, there's one sad thing that happens in this world where people mm-hmm. fall into sin and they feel like because of it that they're not worthy, they're not clean, mm-hmm. or they're not good enough for God. And, you know, Jesus came back to find the sinners. He didn't come back to find the people that were glorifying his father already. He came back to find the sinners to bring them to his father, to stop them from their sin and to turn them towards his father. So the people that are that feel like they're not worthy, they're the ones that he's looking for. They're the ones that, that he wants to go to him they're, they're the ones that he's calling out to, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you had said when, like a sheep, like there's a bunch of sheep, and you've had these sheep forever, and then you get new sheep. But some of the old sheep, you don't know where they went. They're lost. Mm. But you, you knew them forever, and you now want to find them so much that when they do come back, your heart is overfilled with joy because they're back. And you're so glad they're back because you knew them for so many years and you, they were lost and now they're found again. That's the feeling when we come back to God. We are welcomed with open arms. Seek and ye shall find. Let Open the door and he will come through. 
but you have to come back willingly because if he forces you back, is that real love? No, you have to come back willingly. And he's he wants you to come back. So we all have that opportunity, which is incredible. One one question that I'm asked a lot, and this is by certain mm-hmm. family members and friends, is why does God let bad things happen? And yeah. it's not God that let, it's not that God lets it happen. It's that God gave us free will because He loves us so much. He wants us to be able to choose what we want. You know, it's like if you grow up and your father tells you what friends you can have, what school you can go to, what clothes you can wear. By the time you're 18, you'll want to leave because your dad is dictating to you everything in your life, and he he's going to force you to want to get away from that. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to love Him. By, by our free will, not be forced into loving you. Mm-hmm. It just bothers me sometimes. I, I know what you're saying. I just wondered sometimes how come what happened to my sister happened. And I know it was not because she wanted it to happen, it's because of whatever happened. And it bothers me because I know that it wasn't, I don't think it was God that caused her to have that to die. I think it was somebody else that caused her to die. So how do you deal with that when you know that basically if she would have been somewhere else and not in the same hospital, that maybe she would still be here? That's the hardest thing. And I know she'd be singing the songs, definitely. Yeah, I think that most, uh, I'm sure a a huge amount of people, a large percentage of people have gone through a similar situation where they lost someone and they wonder why God let it happen. And, you know, unfortunately, when when we were cast out of Eden, you know, Eden was a sinless place. Um, and when Adam mm. and Eve sinned, sinned against that and got cast out, we live in a world of sin. And, yeah. you know, when man falls to that, you know, people get hurt. And unfortunately, sometimes it's it's people that don't deserve it. But, you know, if someone uses their free will to run someone over or shoot somebody, you know, it's unfortunate that they did that, but, you know, and, and they affect innocent people, and it, it sucks being in a world that's sinful like that, yeah. and it's unfortunate. But, you know, in the end, everyone has to answer for what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the man that chooses to sin and hurt someone, he has to answer for that. And the answer to that is to not be with God, you know. Um, yeah, they they have to answer to it at the end, judgment. Yeah. And the judge, only one who everyone, judges... Everyone's going to have their judgment day. ...is God. Yeah. And you, I wonder you don't want to be... I wonder if people think about that. I don't think yeah. so. I, really... I don't think... Uh, I don't think... Uh, I think that there's a large majority of people just that don't believe and... Don't believe in yeah. heaven or hell. Don't yeah. know what happens. And, you know, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I got to tell you, I have a, uh, a, certain, I have a family member that had asked me about God and said he doesn't know if God's real. And I said, well, let me ask you this. I said, when they took prayer and took God out of everything, do you think our society got worse? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, there's proof that God's for real then. Because if society got <laughs> worse because God's not in it, then that shows that he's real. Mm-hmm. It, it bothers me because nobody does anything kind anymore. Um, the the weirdest thing was yesterday. I don't know what possessed me. I went down to see if I had any books to review, and this lady, I don't know who she was. I know she was in the building, and she came over to me, and she really made me feel good. She said, young lady, I go, okay. She said, could you help me get back into my apartment? I got locked out. I said I could text the super at 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday for you. I did. And she said, can you help me get back in? I said, I'm not going to leave you until you get back into your apartment until I know you're safe. And it's pretty safe in this building, but, I, you know, we found the porter. The, he didn't have his phone, and it took about an hour out of my time, and I said, as long as she was okay. And somebody looked at me and said, why did you do that? I said, why wouldn't I? I said, she mm. has nothing. She has no family. I don't know her. I know she lives in the building. My my super texted me and told me what to you know where to find the person. I said, and then you do a kind thing for someone, and they look at you as if you're 
did something wrong. Why? What's wrong with doing something kind for someone? I don't expect anything in return. But she thanked me. She said, oh, thank you so much. I said, that's okay. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Satan, is, uh, Satan has made his place here in this world and has a lot of followers, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's just seeking out people that are like-minded that are, that, that are still following God, you know, and being around that, you know, because there's strength in numbers and, you know, when we're two or more gather in his name, he's there. So, yes. To be reminded that God is good. Yeah. I think people need to be reminded of that more often. That's why yes. whenever I see your um, thing, Sarah songs or anything on Facebook, I'll say something, and it's and then anytime anytime you put a song out there, I'm going to listen to it because I know it it serves a really great message. I just wish it's too bad you can't play these songs in school, especially in high schools, to let teenagers know that there's a better way than drinking and drugs and all this other stuff that they do. If there's a way, I'm doing something on substance abuse in December because I think that's important. And I'm doing something I on a violence. It's the Holy Spirit and or, having or, God's love. Or even being yeah. mean to each other and having little clicks and, you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, whole, the whole, you know, the whole thing about, you know, pointing fingers and judging and, and being mean to people that, you know, when you have a chance this is what younger generation doesn't understand. When you have a chance to lift mm-hmm. someone up and you see, you see that, that your help lifted them up and made their day or it, made, it, gave, it put them in a better place, the joy that you feel from that it, it beats, it beats any joy that you can get from putting someone down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how many people you're impacting by that one act that you do. So. This is an example. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this the other night with Michael's family. My my phone keeps doing this. Okay, I can hear you. It's it's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I decided about, I wanted to play something by itself. I didn't even touch it. it just went on. <laughs> oh wow! No, he'll be there for you. No, we'll be there for you. He'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. That song we wrote was called I'll Be There For You. So maybe that's the yeah. Lord saying, I'll be there for you. Yeah, I'll be Praise there. God. Amen. I'm going to claim it now. But um, I wanted to say about what Michael shared that, yeah. you know, we don't know how many people we impact from just that one act of kindness. So here's an example that people might have heard. There was a gentleman in um, World War II who had taken in Jews to, to keep them safe. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, Schindler's List, everybody knows that movie. They saw this movie. But what's so incredible about this is he's, um, I don't know if this gentleman's still alive, but they brought him to see a theater, like to a theater to see a play. And it really wasn't to see a play, but they were honoring him. And every single seat in this theater was filled with the different generations of people that mm-hmm. came from him saving the people that he saved. Hundreds of people were there, from their grandparents to their parents to their children to their children's children. So this is what his act of kindness did, was help to, to, have, to save the people he saved. But generations of people now are here because of what he did. And you can, when you read the Bible, and if people who, have, who are listening have read the Bible and they get to certain pages where it says, so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so, and it gets boring because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to read all these names. You know, I, I've gone through that, and I have to skip. I'm like, I can't read all this, but God, but God, but God. But there's a reason why, because the power of one thing you do can be got, be got, be got, be got, be got, help all of these people. So when it goes back to the children and how they treat one another, and they're impacting one another in a good way in school, yeah. And they go back home and that it impacts their parents and their parents and their job and their job and their boss and their boss and their families. We're all connected. Whether we're tethered, like Michael mentioned, to God and Jesus, we're all connected mm-hmm. to one another. We all come from and have that spirit of God in us. So it's about 
tapping into that. And people will fall, you know, it's not, it's not weak to be kind. And we, we have a blog about this where mm-hmm. we talk about it's actually harder to be kind to your yeah. enemy. And Jesus talks about that. Jesus says it's easy. It's easy to be loving to people who love you, to be kind to people who are kind to you. And we're not saying, you know, somebody's going to go run at you with, you know, a scissor or a knife, like be kind to them. Like, no, you got to stick up for yourself. You have to have that discernment, which comes from the the Holy Spirit to know. But overall, in general, to be kind to someone who maybe is not having such a great day, and that's why they're kind of sour with you, Mm -hmm. could make a very big difference. And I'm sure people who are listening have examples. And we've seen it in testimonies that we get from our listeners when they listen to our music. They've shared things with us of how they felt about the music and how it's changed their thinking. We've had Uber drivers where when they get done the trip, we say, have a blessed day, and it just lights them up, you know. Yeah. They're so happy to hear that because I'm sure all they hear most of the day is complaints from people. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, so to get that, it's like it lights up their day, and they smile, and they're like, thank you, you too, you know. (laughs) It's amazing. I went into the hairdresser the other day, no, to the bakery, and this this lady walked in, and she just looked so sad. And I said, why do you look so sad? You look so pretty. Your hair looks great. <laughs> you look great. If you smiled, you'd look even better. And she looked at me, and she said, you know, you're right. I was like, oh, that's good. I was like, out of nowhere, I mean... There was a lady that walked out of the building today, and they said, oh, I like your hair. Where did you get it done? Where did you get that sweater? Oh, my God, that looks really pretty. And yeah. they just look at you. Well, one, one of the women, older women, says she loves my hair because it's different colors. It's red, purple, blue, yes, for real, uh, eggplant, and yellow, and orange, different colors. And it really makes me feel I good. I love it. So she said, she said, I look really cool. I said, well, I don't want to look like in hmm. So how would you say your songs are received? I mean, mm-hmm. there are messages that the listeners get. I get it. I mean, my favorite song is still You're Gonna Make It. When I feel like I'm going to just go blah, I listen to the song and I feel much better, much better. So how would you say yeah. your songs are received? Yeah. I mean, there will be people who aren't ready, you know, if they have a lack of knowledge or faith in God. Mm-hmm. And they may not get the message in the song, or they may not, and it just may not be their thing, which is fine. But we also have people who hear the message and appreciate that it's a reminder that mm-hmm. God's there. And it really depends on where people are in their life and in their beliefs. But like someone once said to one of our songs that we wrote, they said, This is truly an inspirational song, and it reminded them mm-hmm. that the Lord is always by their side. And another person mentioned that. They listen to our song with their family, and they dance around the house with it, one of our more upbeat songs, which was really cool mm-hmm. to see. And Reese, it's called Lord, You're the One. They said, I listen to this with my family at nighttime to get, you know, we dance around the house after dinner. It was really nice. So, I mean, it's, it's going to hit people different ways. But our hope is that at the end that people want to have that, they want to have a relationship with God. We hope it inspires them to seek God out if they're not if they don't have him as part of their life. Yes. You know, Even just to speak to him you know. in, in your own way, in silence, in your mind, to reach out and speak to him. Even if you've never done it before, to say, you know, God, I, I know I, I'm not sure what I feel because God already knows what you're going to say in your mind before you say it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be ashamed to say, I don't know if I believe in you, because he already knows what you feel. But if you reach out and just start a conversation, you may be shocked that you may feel something, either warmth, like you had mentioned, Fran, earlier. You might hear a whisper in your mind or something that's reacting yeah. to you. There's something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, if anyone that's listening is, is not a believer or they feel like they're they're not sure if God is there or they're not sure about God helping them. Or <clears throat> the best thing I can suggest is when you have a moment alone, to just kneel down and say, Lord God, I know I'm a sinner, but I offer myself to you to be to, mm-hmm. for you to guide me. 
I want you to take part in my life and I want you to be a part of my life. And it's that simple. And when if you do that and you know you say it wholeheartedly, God will answer and God will become part of your life. He will honor that. Yes. You know what I don't like is when I'm I listen to um somebody talk before and they said, Well, you know, this person thinks they're entitled. They're entitled to everything. I said, I don't think that God thinks that this person's entitled. I said, I think she's got it in her mind that unless you agree with me, I'm not going to listen. So how do you how do you change that mindset? Because the person is not a very nice person, and no matter how much you try to be nice, it doesn't help. So I said, you know what? Everybody is entitled to what they're entitled to, but you're not entitled to tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not going to tell you what you're entitled to do. How do you deal with people that think that they are entitled, that the world has to do whatever they want? That, that's hard. Um, it, well, it is. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people now, younger people, mm-hmm. who yeah. feel that way, who feel like the world offers uh, owes them something mm-hmm. instead of having to work for it. And, you know, it's very unfortunate because, you know, no one's no one's entitled to anything. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has had to work to get what they have, you know, and there's this misconception that there are certain groups of people that are entitled and they just get everything. And, you know, I, I grew up in a, a very, uh, in, a, in a poor family, and my parents, my mom had to, pennies to make sure that we paid the bills and had food on the table and I got to see that and I got to see that you know we we still had everything we needed we had clothes on our back we had food we had a home we had you know we had schooling and when it was time for me to go to college nobody walked up and handed that to me I had to work in construction Mm -hmm. my way through college so these uh this whole attitude of entitlement is insane um you know um and the only thing the only time i might see any type of entitlement is if you're born with a silver spoon and your mommy and daddy just give you everything and you know those are the ones that you need to stay away from um because though they are entitled and they do feel like you know that the world is their oyster and that they deserve it uh, without doing anything mm-hmm. for it. Um, but, yeah, most people uh, have to work for a living and have to yeah. go out and go to school and, and learn a trade. And, you know, um, I I don't see too many people be just being given homes and given cars and given uh, much of anything, you know. I mean, you have to work for it. And it's, it's that humbleness. That actually rises you, raises you. So if you think about, was it um, King David? Was he the one who was the youngest son of all the brothers? And mm-hmm. he became, he became a, a king, yeah. King Samuel. So what God looked like. I never had anybody pay for me anything. My parents didn't pay for college yeah. or anything. And I had to yeah, work in my father's store. I had to work in my father's cleaning store, and I had to work after school and whatever. And you know what? My father offered to pay for me to go to a college that was very expensive. And I said, you know what? There's nothing better than Hunter College in the Bronx. And there was no reason for him to pay for it. I said, I'm going to do this on my own because it's more important, and I'll feel like I achieved it on my own, which I did. And it makes you feel better. And then there, I hear kids walking in the street. My father's going to buy me a new car. My father's going to yeah. do this. My my brother didn't do that to my nephews. They have to own, They have to do it for themselves, and they paid for their college. Everybody did. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a total different world. And I have the, my favorite song. As I'm looking at it, it says you're going to make it, and I keep telling that to myself every ten minutes because I can. So, <laughs> what did yeah, you write next? Is- Go oh, I just want to say one more thing. The one, the one thing that I hope this generation finds out mm-hmm. at some point is, you, it, it's so much more satisfying to go out and do the work and 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 make it uh-huh. and get the things that you know get the things for yourself 
than someone to give them to you. And, and you learn to appreciate it because you had to work hard for it. You know, nowadays, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the younger generation doesn't appreciate anything because it's all given to them. So why appreciate it? They didn't have to work for it. So, yeah, some. So so when they crash a car or they break a phone or they do something like that, you know, it's like, oh, well, mom and dad will get me another one, you know. Um, whereas the ones that work for it, they're going to be much more careful with everything because they realize how hard they had to work to get it. Yeah, well, if you met um, my, my brother's three sons, they work really hard to get it because my brother didn't give it to them. He yeah. he told them, yeah, if you want a car, you're going to have to earn it. Um, each one has an occupation of their own, and I'm very proud of um, Jake. He's in my, made the minor league baseball team in a school, and he's going for a master's in um, business course, I told him to. And I thought it was important because you, you need something to fall back on, and education is it. And the other two are doing great because in our family, nobody's going to hand you anything. You're going to have to earn it on yeah. your own or you're not going to be anywhere. So what's next? What's what's coming up next? What can, what, what else is coming up? What are you writing next and when am I getting it? <laughs> well, we have a new <laughs> song that we're working on and um, mm-hmm. we're going to be working on it this uh, this next week. And then we also are, uh, want to try to get another blog out. Um, we have a couple blog ideas, so we want to get a blog out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have so many songs that we're working on, a whole library of, of songs that we want to try to get out that have different messages, all mm-hmm. themed around Jesus and God to help people. Well, you, I need, you need to write a song about the people that think that it's okay to hurt other people just because they don't believe what they believe in. That bothers me even more because everybody yeah. was, every, as far as, you know, sometimes I wonder if they realize that there's, you know, one race, the human one, and everybody is the same, and we need to work together instead of being so negative. Seriously. Yeah. So where can everybody find all of your songs? Because I have them on my phone. Um, <laughs> they can go to trinityhouseentertainmentinc.com. And mm-hmm. they'll find all the songs in our music page. Yes, and the videos there. Well, that'll be it. And is there uh, is there any other song besides the one in front of me that you want me to play so everybody could hear it? <laughs> no. Um, if they want to go to our YouTube, which is Trinity House Entertainment Inc. at okay. YouTube, um, the, all of our videos and songs are there. Um, they can listen to them until their heart's content. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's, that's important, and you can put, um, as you put the songs, whatever you want, you can put it on my Facebook wall, and I'll just plug it right in. And um, your mom has a friend, Marilyn Leibowitz. Yes. And she 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 comments on everything I write, for real. Oh, so great. she sort of she, she yeah she follows my my poems and everything. She follows you every day. That I know. Yeah, Yeah, and she follows me, and then she's been writing some nice things about my poems that I've been writing for my nephew. And somebody said it to me, my next-door neighbor, who's going through something of her own, said to me, how did you learn to do, write a poem? I said, I don't know. My father did to my mother. And he would always write at the end of every poem, I will love you to the very end of time, always. So I I sign everything (laughs) The, the, same, the same thing. But the one thing that hit home before is that you said something about warriors. And the school talks about warriors. And they call all the children in the school warriors. And they tell Aiden that he's a warrior, too. So that yeah. that that's yeah. very, very, yeah, it's important. And I wrote, this is the last sentence of one of the poems. It says, roses are red and violets are blue. God has a plan to make you well and wish you, your wishes come true. Stay strong. You are a true warrior. Love you. And that's yes. the end of one, yeah, one of my poems. Because the school, every single day, they say, what, listen up, warriors. And it just sort of inspired me and everything like that. So this, well, is, this is great. Any with, last messages to yes, everybody that's that listening? Warriors. With that warrior message that you brought up, Ephesians 6.10, that will encapsulate the warrior spirit 
because it talks about being strong in the Lord and his mighty power, and it talks about the full armor. It talks about each armor that you can put on to stand against the devil's schemes, and that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but that it's against the rulers and the authorities, against the powers of this world mm-hmm. and the spiritual forces of evil. And it goes through. It's Michael's favorite Bible phrase because it goes through mm. that the, what the full armor of God is. In fact, Michael's an artist, so he has a picture that he drew of the full armor, which is absolutely beautiful. If we could share it and show it here, we would. But, in, you know, there's uh, just briefly... There is uh, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Your mm-hmm. feet have the gospel of peace on your feet and the shield of faith that will extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and a helmet of salvation. And the last is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So that, that sounds- is your warrior armor. Well, that that you see, in, the, in every single poem, I wrote something about being a warrior, because his school believes in that. His mother puts it out, and everybody is stepping up. And I wrote, Aiden, you are a true warrior, relentless and strong. Finding your way along your journey is long. And I know someday I'll share my journey with him and what I've gone through, and maybe he'll understand. But thank you so much. It's, it, this is, this has really been very important and enlightening. And let me know um, if and when you want to do, like, a whole bunch of songs that you've done. Pick out yes. the ones you want, and we could talk about all of them. This way I get to play them on my phone, too. And <laughs> everybody, any any time you want, let me know, and I'll put you in my schedule. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I was so honored this week that, like, five people asked for interviews. And I go, are you kidding me? And I just fit them in. It's like honor. And one is a children's author that has never asked to do an interview with anybody. And all of a sudden she says, what do I do to snag an hour with you? I said, you just did. And I just, (laughs) somebody said to me, why did you do that? I said, because she asked me to and it meant something to her to be on my radio show. And I hope she feels that way when I'm done talking to her. But, Rachel, Michael, (laughs) thank you so much. This has been so inspirational, and I hope to talk to you soon. Everybody, have a positive day, and stop believing in God, and read the Bible. Have a nice day, and bye.